With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello and welcome to the Voices of Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy. We're back with another preview for Watford's up-and-coming championship fixture against Birmingham City at Vicarage Road. As I said, I've got Mike with me today. Mike, how are you doing, mate? All good for your side? Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, feeling better now. I had, I was struck down with a terrible illness. I, well, I think it was just a cold and flu. Uh, the missus had it sort of four or five days last week and then I got it on Friday, was conked out Saturday and then felt better on Sunday, which is just as well because uh, me and Joe spoke to Anthony McNamee, uh, so that's on our YouTube page, so make sure you go and check that out. Um, and yeah, I am in the week two of my training for the Nottingham 10K and a bit of a selfless plug here. Um, if anyone hasn't seen... Uh, I am running for charity uh, and all the details are in my pinned um, tweet on my personal Twitter profile, which that is the handle there. So the Just Giving page and all the details are on there. So if you can pop over, have a read and donate, I'd, uh, I'd really appreciate it. But yeah, I'm all good. I'm delighted that domestic football is back because I hate international breaks. Uh, hence why we're recording now and England are playing. I couldn't give a monkey's. Um, but yeah, how are you, Ben? You all good? Yeah, I'm all good. I just had a quick look behind me because I've got the England game on, but there's nothing to report at the moment. No. Got the New England nil 17 minutes in, so I don't think we're missing much at the moment. So, uh, the, the, the massive debate's always there, and it's always going to be won by club football, but it's club over country for me, 100%. Um, I couldn't really give a monkey's arse about um, international football unless it's like a big competition like the World Cup or the Euros. I don't even bother watching the friendlies, if I'm totally honest. It doesn't grab my attention. Um, but yeah, I'm all good, mate. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're here to preview the Birmingham City podcast um, preview. Um, we do have a gentleman coming on, Jamie Lawler from the 
Blue Focus podcast. He's in the waiting room now. It looks like he's just nicking a quick can before he joins us. Um, <laughs> so we'll bring him in in just a second. Um, but Mike, you're looking forward to the game. Watford played Birmingham last year at Vicarage Road. Uh, were three 0 winners. It was uh, one. It was Chris Wilder's second game in charge. His first game at Vicarage Road. Um, Asan Belonga scored, Imran Loser, and also Keenan Davis. Um, are you looking forward to the game on Saturday? Yeah, look, it's a fixer I always look forward to. Um, you know, I, I, it's one that's sort of close uh, in my heart. I always look out for it on the fixture list. Um, the, the texts have already started between me and mates and uh, like Jamie who's coming on in a sec, although he's just disappeared. I'm not sure where he's gone to, but um, he... <laughs> yeah, he um, he's a good mate of mine as well, personally. So, yeah, no, it's one I always look forward to. And we were saying before we come on air that our home record against them, um, I, you know, touch wood, but Blues haven't actually beat us at Vicarage Road since 2009. So our home record against them is you know, pretty decent. Uh, it's just away a couple of times we've sort of had a few stinkers. A couple of draws recently as well against them away. But listen, different proposition this time around, Ben. They are they are flying. They're looking really good. And there's a real feel-good factor around the place, which I'm sure Jay will tell us about. So. Yeah, and you're dark horses for promotion as well. We all kind of you laughed, laughed at you when we did the promotion predictions at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into that. We're going to introduce Jamie now. Um Jamie, thank you for joining us on The Voice of the Vic. Uh, you, you joined us last year and you were speaking to Mike. Um, tonight, you got the pleasure of me as well. Um, you're from the, the Blue um, Focus podcast. How are you doing, mate? Everything all good your end? Yeah, I'm sound. Uh, is this everyone hearing me all right? Yeah. It's a new mic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sound. Um, yeah, all good, mate. All good. You know, enjoying the uh, season. It's going all right for us at the minute. We haven't lost yet, which is five games in. If you would have told me this was happening, I would have been around off, so... Everything's going well, our engine. You know what I mean, like, obviously, we've had a bit of controversy. Everyone saying Eustace might be going and all that, but I really want him to stay. I'm happy. He's, I think it's come out and said he's going to stay. So Rangers need to just back up. But apart from that, I'm good. Yeah. Life's great. Football's good. Football's back. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying the start of the season. It's, it's been a, a better start to the season for Birmingham this season. And it, it might be down to what's happened in the summer. Obviously, Birmingham City was taken over uh, by the US based Shelby Company Limited, which is headed by Tom Wagner. Um, was it a massive relief getting this over the line? Because I think there was a failed takeover last year as well. And, and, and it was just desperate for you guys to get this over the line to take it away from your previous Chinese owner. Honestly, like when I was on with Mike last year, I I said to him at one point, I went, I don't even officially know who's owned us, Ben. It was at that point where I was like, I don't know what's going on. All I know is that we're ran by someone that we've tried to have a takeover. And then apparently when these guys are coming to do a takeover, it was like an absolute ball eight trying to find like who actually has contracts, who has shares in this club. It was a nightmare. So it's nice to just have, it's nice to be at a season and especially in the summer, seeing Birmingham City can confirm a sign-in for an undisclosed fee, and I'm like, it's not a free agent. It's not a 34-year-old that's got three games in him before he's like dead. Like, this is great. Signing people like Ethan Laird, signing, we know we've had 13 out and 13 in. You know, Jude Bellingham sailed to Madrid. We got a bit of back money from that. Joe going, like, we've used the money wisely. We're still under a bit of FFP. We have to be very careful what we're using on the money-wise, but it's nice knowing we've got owners. We own St. Andrews again, which is massive. You know, we own the ground. 
Like, and that's that's something that's been driving us all insane for years. So it's all, and you're right. There's just such a good feel for feel good factor around the club at the minute. Like, just a bit of belief around the club. You know, younger blood running at a team, and you know, pace, pace in an attack. We haven't had it for a long time. No, gone are the days of just where's Djokovic? Cross the ball at Big Duke. <laughs> he's somewhere. And I love Duke. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I dislike Duke, but it's just nice to have another outlet to attack. And there is just positivity. Yeah, I mean, one thing you know, Wagner's come in and said, Jay, is he's, he's uh, expressed his desire to renovate and improve St Andrews. And I know they had the, the big sign out the front of St Andrews. That's that's all been changed. Obviously, the seats going back in. Um, because when we went to St Andrews last season, it was around August. And there, there was there was only part of it where it says Blues underneath the um, opposite the away, uh, away ends behind the goal. So, obviously, those seats are slowly going back in. Um have you started to see any other changes around St Andrews? I mean, we've not been yet. We don't go there till uh, till March, but I know you've been a few times. Well, yeah, I've actually, you know, got a season ticket this season. So, oh, for the okay. first time in a while. Not because I haven't been wanting to go to the game, just work and stuff. Whereas this year, I was like, well, actually, I can work my schedule around it now. It's great. Uh, it's great. Yeah, the whole ground just looks different. It just, we've just improved everywhere. Like, little things have come in and it's them little improvements that we've been asking for. Like, this sounds really stupid to say, but hot, hot water. We didn't have hot water at a championship football club last year. Like, it's stupid stuff like that, which we're all just like, ah. Oh. You know, like the changing rooms all looks amazing. There's a camera now for the players when they're walking out. Fire that comes up when the players are walking out. It's just, it just feels like, it feels very American. You, like, there's yeah. an American flag at the top of St. Andrews, you know what I mean? And let them be, man, because you can see it's, you can tell the Yanks are in charge and it's great. Everything just looks classier. It just looks clean as well. It doesn't just look like a run-down, grubby club that's, you know, the ground's just falling apart. Now it actually looks like things are happening again. So it's great, yeah. yeah. No, well, I just want to point out for, for any Watford fans watching, Jay is on about the fact that St Andrews, Birmingham City didn't have hot water. It doesn't mean it's recently discovered in Birmingham. We, we we're a little no, bit no. more civilised than that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Also, the flames as well is just bringing a bit of heat to Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, like, don't have candles anymore, just walk around, electricity, apparently. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but with every owner change, there's normally the managerial change that goes with it. But John Eustace is he, still at the helm. Obviously, he's been talked about with the possibility of moving to Rangers. But it seems like the, he's fully got the support of, of, of the board. What's the fans' feelings towards John Eustace? I can't speak for every fan. Um, unfortunately, there are going to be fans that don't like him. You know, they, we've got a fan base at the minute and some of them think we're getting promoted and I'm very much not on a bus. I love Eustace. I think he deserves a chance with new owners. I think the squad he had to take over last year and the fact that we didn't really feel like we were in a relegation battle. You know, there were times when we were down there, but we've, we were never really in the battle. So... He deserves a chance. I think he's done great. Uh, I like what he's bringing this year. You know, you can see the style of he wants to bring, which is that quick changeover, that lightning attack, and that nice passing football. It's, it takes time. People expect any manager to come in and just change a game within five games, and it ain't going to happen. He's had a year now. He's had over a year in the club, and you can see now the ideas are starting to slowly come in. I'm pro Eustace all day. I love him. Passionate. Yeah. He's brought this club back. We've got that connection. Well, 
he was linked with with a move to Watford, you know, after we sacked whoever it was at the time. Uh, I've, I've lost count. One of the ex Yeah, I was going to say one of the ex-managers. Um, Jay, uh, sorry, I, I don't know if you caught it actually when we were in um, when you was in the waiting room, but Ben uh, Ben joked about the fact that for our prediction podcast, um, we all give a dark horse, and I wasn't on it, so I give my prediction to Ben. And he read it out for the first time live on air, and he hadn't reread it, and he, he he laughed, and he couldn't quite believe that I put sort of Blues down as a dark horse. But your recruitment, certainly from from outside looking in, has got to be up there with one of the best in the league so far this season. And I, you're obviously seeing the rewards of it because you're sitting fourth in the league. Is this all down to the work that Craig Gardner's putting in behind the scenes? Because I, I can't help but notice there was. You know, it wasn't long ago that people were slagging Craig Gardner off, and now he seems to be the second coming of Christ almost. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest, football fans in general, we are quite a fickle folk, aren't we? Like, we yeah, wanted, okay. yeah. Like, let's be honest, um, Craig. I think he's done good. In all fairness, he's been ran into the ground in his job, hasn't he? He's he's had no money for the last five years. He's had to try and sign pittance, you know, and try and sign what he can. The biggest mm. signing he made last the two years ago was Troy. When Troy came, everyone thought, you know, okay, we haven't got money, but that's a great signing. So he, now he's got a bit of money behind him. Now he's got a bit of attraction. I think, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this thing. We seem to have some kind of league with Man United at the minute because we've got Ethan Laird off and we've had Chung off and we've had Hannibal off him. So he seems to have some mad link with United at the minute, which is nice. Um, yeah, I think Craig's done great. I think considering he's just trying to bring players in the and Wagner even said it in his interview when he took over us he said like I also want to thank Craig Gardner for helping this transaction go through because without him this wouldn't have happened so he's been key and pivotal in anything to do that's going good or bad in this club he has he's been out and he's been open about it you know he's fronted it up and he's gone well yeah I'm here I'm doing it so all props to him in my opinion yeah he seems quite of a big personality behind the scenes as well. I think he was one of the main reasons that Troy left Watford for Birmingham City as well. He said that Craig was working tirelessly to try and persuade him and get him to go to Blues as well. Um, so it just sees how much of a pull that he's got in. And it's like, like you said, last season, you didn't really have the money, but he was exploiting that loan market and to, to, to doing really well with it. He brought in Trusty, he brought in Tong, uh, and, and this year, with the extra bit of money, he's made really good signings, like Dembele. Mm. What a signing. He, he can do this at championship level. He, he couldn't get into the Bournemouth team in the Premier League, but he's came back down to the standard that we know that he can perform in week in, week out, and he's shown it this season already. Who would you say is like the, the, the signing you've had this summer who's made the biggest impact so far for you? This... This probably sounds really obviously dodgy because we had him alone last year, but the, both the permanent signings of Christian Bielik and Dion Sanderson for me were pivotal. Like them two, especially B, like Dion's great and he's our club captain now, but Bielik, he was that first centre mid we've had for a long time that just was like the glue in the middle of the park, composed on the ball, someone just classy on the ball. All our signings have been great. Um, I'd say Ethan Laird's up there as well because losing Maxi Collin after five years, who's been so consistent as a fullback, it was a very difficult job to fulfil in any way, shape, or form. And Ethan Laird's been perfect when he's been fit. Hopefully, he plays on Saturday. And Buchanan, like, I, I really love all the signings, how great they've been. But I'd say Bielik, getting Bielik and Sanson on a permanent was probably the best signings we did. Yeah. Um, stability. 
Yeah. Uh, and and just to, to stop blowing smoke up Blues' arse, just for a minute, we'll, we'll hold that train there. Let's talk about weaknesses. What, what you know, we're Watford fans. What what are we looking for in that Birmingham side? Where, where are the weaknesses coming from? What can Watford exploit? I don't know. Like we got we got a bit rattled on Millwall last game. We drew one one, but they had the ball in the net twice. Thankfully, it was an offside given. But you know, Millwall did rattle us. Um, we've as they set pieces, we can be a little bit struggling with. Like we conceded, obviously a very bad free kick, which Ruddy should have probably saved. But it was Nisbet was always going to score past us. When you're interested in a player and they don't sign for you, it's always going to happen, isn't it? Uh, we just look shaky, but at the same time with Millwall, they've got George Cooper, who's like a six foot seven shit isn't he? So yeah. it was. It, I remember watching him just going, "He's he's a nightmare. He's terrifying to against him." Must be. Um, I'm trying to think, what can you catch us on? I don't. We've only conceded more less than we've conceded one goal at the most in a game so far. So I think defensively, if our strongest bat ball's playing, I actually trust them a lot. Mm. Um. Where can we? We got a lot of young players, though, so maybe just maybe in that way, you know, we have got a quite a youngish team as well. So I suppose if you a lot of your experience could probably pick us apart. Some someone like a, I know he's retired now or gone to coach. Someone like a Tom Cleverley would have been good for this because he is the kind of player we look for a changeover on the tempo, and I'm assuming we can slow the game down. Like Cleverley would have been helpful. You can make us play at your pace instead of us just trying to, you know, press a lot. So, if you can slow that press down, you've probably got a good chance to get at us. So, you come into Vicarage Road on Saturday. Um, what are you expecting from this Watford side under Valerie Ishmael um, this season? And who do you maybe see as our danger man? Um, I was about to make a really sarcastic comment then, but let's not. Because <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike will beat me next time he sees me. Um, I think you're going to play good football. I think you're trying to play a lot more on the ground football like, and you're knocking it about and trying to be good. Um, I don't know because you're scoring goals, aren't you, at the minute? But are you conceding a lot as well? Or am I reading that wrong? Are you well, a 3-3 Cov, were not it? Yeah, only recently against Cov. Before that, we, we were, um, we'd were we conceded Corbin. the least amount in the league. So, um, And then also before that, we, we couldn't shoot fish in a barrel. So, we, we you know, it was... It was a, it was it was difficult sort of both ways. So we, we couldn't score, and then we go and score three and can see three at the same time. So yeah, it's uh, it's a bit topsy turvy. Yeah, I mean technically you scored four in all fairness. <laughs> well, yeah, I did yeah, see it. Yeah, I saw. Sorry, Pop. I'm trying to forget about that, Jay. I'm trying to forget about that. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm hopeful that it happens again. Like obviously, I'd, I'd text you sorry afterwards, but I'd be happy at the time. <laughs> Um, but I don't honestly. I, if I want anything from Vicarage Road, just to see a goal, just to see a goal, be nice. It's been oh, was it 2011 since the last one we scored in 2009 since the last one there. Let's see a goal. Like a boring nil nil. I'll take a boring nil from you though as well. Don't get me wrong. Well, so yeah. we're currently sitting 18th in the league, so it's it's not been a great start from Watford. But performances have been there. It's just like Mike yeah. says. Um, can't hit the barn door in some games and in other games we, we, we score free and concede free as well away from home and it's it's just so frustrating um but look looking at that Watford squad who would you fear coming up against who would you say Watford's danger man is looking at it from a blues perspective because obviously 
the, the big names like the Jal Pedro and Ismail Asar have, have moved on now. So who would you maybe cherry pick out of his squad now? You haven't still got Keenan, have you? Is Keenan gone? No, he's gone to, he's gone to our sister club in Danese and he's injured already. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm trying to remember. It sounds really bad. I'm trying to remember who your strikers are nowadays. Because obviously, I knew you hadn't done your research, Jack. It's not I hadn't done my research. <laughs> I've been watching all the highlights and stuff, and I've been keeping track on yours and stuff. I just can't remember off the top of my head, like quickly, who you've got. Yeah. In round, is it Luke? You still got loser, aren't you? In the middle of the park. Yeah, losers. He's got. He's got the potential if he wants to this season to step up and he be scares, the main man. Yeah, I've seen him. I mean, even in the prem, I know you. But every time you did something all right, he was always mentioned somewhere around it. I'm trying to think who who's your top. Have you have you got that? Who have you got up front nowadays? That sounds really bad, doesn't it? Well, no. The, to be fair, I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll cut you some slack, Jay, because we have only recently signed a number nine. Um, we saw Melisa Rijevic uh, from uh, what was it? Was it Kalmar? Kalmar in the uh, Swedish league, Sweden. Uh, and he scored. He, he he made his debut off the bench against Blackburn. Come on, the fifty fourth minute, um, got slated by all the fans saying he's shit, even though he only come on in the fiftieth minute, and then um, started and played against um, played the whole game against Carve and got a brace. So he's probably one. If I was Blues, I don't know what you like against the, the the big sort of players, but that would certainly be one to highlight. But it all depends who who he goes for as well. To be honest, I think. You know, you have got that scares life. I mean, Tom Ince, because he always <laughs> scores past Birmingham yeah. City. Always, without doubt, will score past us. You know, yeah. we've done this preview for about three weeks and the three oppositions we've just spoken to, they've all said Tommins scares the shit out of them because he always scores against them. And, but before we signed Tommins, he always scored against Watford. <laughs> yeah. Has, has he scored for you yet? No. He Not set yet, up no. one of the goals on, ah. on, uh, against Coventry. So... He looks good I from just, what we've I seen so far. He looks like he can make things happen. Yeah, he's he's a Norzor. We played Reading last year and we were 3 0 up against him and it ended 3 2. After like 80 minutes, we were 3 0 up. And I remember Ince just hit one on the edge of the box top corner and I was like, oh, every time. Every time. Like, he's just one of them players. You have your bogey players, don't you? Yeah. What do you, how do you two think we're going to get against us? That's what I was curious about. I mean, uh, personally, uh, that 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 was the next question was was score prediction. Yeah. So I'm 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 happy to to jump in with mine. To be honest, uh, I I know our home record against Birmingham is very very good, but I just think there's a different buzz around your place at the moment. And I know we're obviously playing at the Vic, but there's there's a different buzz amongst your fan base at the moment. And you boys have always travelled in good numbers, regardless of if you're high-flying or you're fighting relegation three seasons in a row. You're always travel in great numbers. I've seen the away end sold out. I've absolutely no doubt that the stewards are going to be busy in the surrounding John stands because I can bet you bottom dollar there'll be fans in there from Birmingham. 
There'll probably be fans on the other side of the Vicarage Road end. So, you know, you're going to be backed by great support. And you boys are flying like, I just think that you're on such a high at the moment. But at the same time, you know, to, to play devil's advocate a bit, that that run has got to come to an end at some point. Um, 100%. I, I don't know whether I would take a draw only because we're at home. I think we need to make Vicarage Road a fortress again. And we've, we've, uh, we've won once at home this season. We drew to Plymouth, but absolutely battered them. Um, and then we lost to Blackburn. But again, you know, perhaps with a better side, but Blackburn just yeah. took their chances. So, like Ben alluded to earlier, the, the performances are there. It's just getting that, you know, that last jigsaw piece in place for it to look a, a bigger, better picture. So, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be cheeky. I'm gonna say we're gonna sneak a, a, a one-nil win, uh, and it, it'll be hard fought. I don't think any team's gonna run away with it. Uh, I think it's going to be a, sort of a battle of maybe experience. As you said, you've got quite a young team. Um, maybe our experience can maybe push us over the line. Um, but, Jay, what, what about you for score prediction? What, what are you going for? I mean, I can never go on any podcast and say that my team's going to lose. It's just something I haven't <laughs> done yet. Uh, no, I'm optimistic cool. for it to one win, but I would happily take him to a one-one. I'd happily take a point away from the Vic right now, if I'm honest. It, mm. It's just keep the good run going. You are right. At some point, the run has got to win or lose the game, but hopefully, not 18th in the league. <laughs> yeah, Ben. What about you for score prediction? We're just going to read out a score prediction we've had from Daniel, who's a Birmingham fan. International break came at the wrong time say. for him, he believes. Um, I believe it came at the right time for Watford and he thinks it will be a 2-1 Watford win. Um, I actually think I, I think it will be a Watford win as well. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a hard-fought Watford win because Birmingham are going to throw the kitchen sink at us. They're, they're going to give us a good old game. It's going to be very competitive. I think there'll be lots of goals in it as well, especially if Watford's defending has got anything to do with it. Um, I I'm going to go with a 3-2 Watford win. I'm going to do a high-scoring game. Um, I think Duke's going to score for you guys. Also, Dembele. Um, Duke always seems to perform well against us. Um, and he's it's such a bully, an animal. And I don't, I don't think Portius or Hoot will maybe do great against him. Uh, he might be a bit too physical. Um, I, I know he doesn't normally he start for you guys and he comes off the bench. Oh, is he suspended? Fantastic. 4-0 Watford win. <laughs> He got sent off in the League Cup, didn't he? Was yeah. it the League Cup? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes it a bit easier for Watford then. Yeah, you've got Hogan. Yeah, Hogan, he scored last week, didn't he, against Millwall? Or was it the week before he scored a penalty? He definitely has scored recently. It's definitely against Millwall. Against Plymouth, and that doesn't make it. It's a penalty. 
just quickly before we we do um, our final league predictions for the end of the season, we normally ask people to give like their three teams to go up, three teams to go down. But I want to get your opinion on um, Stansfield at the moment because he's he's on loan um, and he's hit the ground running for uh, the Blues. He's scored a lot of important goals already. He, he scored a win against was it Plymouth Argyle, um, and then he did he score against Millwall last week as well or yeah. two weeks ago. How good of the player is he? And does he just seem like an impact player off the bench at the moment, or is he good enough to start games for you? He started. Uh, he played. He was a for me. He was twisting and turning. Defenders. He was running his goal really well. Little. You can just. He's not taking anyone on. He's that kind of forward player we pray for long on. And he's got a point to prove, and you can see he's got a chip on his shoulder and he wants to prove he's got those And we're happy to have that. And who, who would your um, three teams to go up and three teams to go down this season? I think you can't look past that. I think Leicester are going to go up. Uh, and the other you have to predict there's someone who's going to sneak in. I think Cov might try and get out again. I think they they might be right to push into play again. But I tell you, I think it's, it's just, just going to be. Hard. I think I think first is going to run 100. I think one might take second. Just. And then I couldn't tell you who's going to get out. So I've got about 12 different teams running my head that's going to go into the top six. I really don't think we're going to get... I reckon we'll finish about 8th, 9th, mate. What about your three you... to go down, Jay? Three to go down. I think Plymouth. I think Plymouth play really good football, but I just think it might be a jump too high for them. Let me just quickly. Look. <laughs> it's been a long, long apologise. <laughs> any of the any of the other promoted sides? Ipswich, maybe. I think Ipswich. I think we can do the up and up. Top ten. Ipswich have started eleven. I know they lost Leeds. I think Leeds Leeds looks ropey at the start. I think Leeds will be fine. I think. Oh, you throw me off with. I'm always right to say. Like who's going down? That's the issue. I'm not. Uh, uh, <laughs> going down. Brother and might go down. To be fair. Brother and. Brother and might go. Down. The chef Wednesday haven't started well. I want to throw a cube in there because I think QPR should have probably gone last year. Mm. Yeah, you'll not go far wrong saying QPR to go down on this podcast. That will go down well. So you stick with that if you want. <laughs> well, who, who do you reckon going down? You threw that one at me. I'm curious. Who are you two reckon going down then? Uh, I think I went with the bog standard, which seems to be everyone's pick. QPR, Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham, I think I went. Um, and yeah, I went exactly the same. Neither are doing 
and you know all three of them aren't really doing anything to say ha you were wrong um i really hope chef wed turn it around though obviously because of the manager um but i can't help but feel when we play them in a few weeks it's going to be a different manager in the dugout for uh for them um jay just before we let you go um I'm a bit wary about your connection keeps buzzing in and out. So hopefully you can hear us fine. Uh, I don't know whether it's your mic or whatnot. But um, we have recently started a game in which we like to test our opposition podcast's knowledge. Uh, and we like to make it fair. It's nothing too strenuous. It's, you know, it's a bit of fun. Uh, we have got a leaderboard but only one other person had played because it only came into effect a couple of weeks ago. So your score to beat is two. So really is no pressure. And to be honest, Jay, if you can't get two, I'm kicking you off myself. So basically the game is you have to name as many players as you can that have played for both of our clubs. So for Watford and Birmingham City. So, how many players do you think you can name? And bear in mind, the number that you give me, you then have to name that many players. You can't just say, oh, I can name 20. Because I'll test you and I'll ask for all 20. And if you don't get all 20... Oh, no, you'll you sit send it. <laughs> so, how many players do you think you can name that have played for both Watford and Birmingham City? Two is the score to beat so far on the leaderboard. I think I'll do three right now. Whoa. Okay. I'm surprised you've gone with three. You played it a bit safe there, Jay. You, you've got the opportunity here. 100%. To, to sit. Well, well what, what we can do, Mike, we'll, we'll let him name the three and then yeah. it, we'll give him maybe 10 seconds to try and name a, a fourth one. And if he can do that, we'll give him another 10 seconds to see if he can do a fifth. And that's the way of getting you way up the leaderboard. Um yeah. So yeah. then you've got a little bit of time to think about it. So go on then. What, what's your what's your three that you think you can name? Ben Foster, Boydini, and Paul Robinson. Oh, three classics there. Three classics. Top of the league. Jamie's top of the league. <laughs> you reckon you got any more in you, Jay? We'll give you we'll give you ten seconds. We'll put you on the clock. Um Eustace, did Eustace play for us? I think he did, didn't he? Uh, Eustace, I, I thought you were going to say that. Just to be clear on the rules, they have to have played, not managed, unfortunately. Uh, Eustace didn't play for Birmingham. He, he was captain of Watford, did. but didn't play for Birmingham. It sounds really bad. I'm, I'm going to tap out. With... I've, I've, got, I've got, honestly, under pressure, I've got my bank, I'm like... Jamie, you, you sat top of the league, mate. I uh, the, there's there's no shame in tapping out on free, mate. Um, ben, you you actually uh, you actually got a list earlier, didn't you? You want to rattle off some yes. names? Yes, yeah, so I actually uh, found twenty players that have played for Watford and Birmingham City, and it's probably loads more. Um, I only went back to two thousand and six. Um, and then there was a couple of big names who played for both sides before 2006 as well. So I'll just um, rattle them off. So the three you've named for the first three I've got, so Troy Deeney, 
Ben Foster, Paul Robinson, Martin Taylor, Diego Fabrini, Lloyd Dyer, Andros Townsend, Tony Cotton, Tommy Mooney, Jerome Sinclair, Thomas Kuzak, Will Buckley, Rob Kieran, uh, Marlon King, Kevin Phillips, Jordan Much, Hammer Buatza, Matt Sadler, Mario Zarati, and finally Jermaine Pennant. And then um, also ex Watford interim manager Hayden Mullins actually um, played for the Blues as well. Um, didn't actually play for Watford, so I couldn't include him. Um, and then um, Daniel's oh. popped up saying um, Paul Devlin. Um, so that's another one um, to add to it. Uh, so, yeah, plenty you could have named, but three will take that. That puts you top of the table. Any of those players that have played for both of the sides that you remember and were actually maybe like a player you really enjoyed watching? Much, much was the first one when you said that. I've got loads of memories, and much he was literally coming through the academy when we went to the championship. I remember watching him, thinking he was a great little player. Andras Townsend, I remember watching alone at Blues, painfully, still not to pass a ball with us. <laughs> couldn't pass a ball through three Yeah, there's a few of them, all the ones you've pretty much I remember. Lloyd. Marlon King was great for us, to be fair. King is still probably to this day um, one of the best finishers I've seen at Watford. Um, yeah. He 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 knows where the back of the net is. You know he's he's absolutely clinical. Uh, it's funny you said that about Townsend. He had that bad of a time at Watford. We actually sent him back. Uh, I think we had him on loan from Tottenham, did we, Ben? Um, yeah. Yeah, but he was that bad. I have a back. feeling you sent him back and he came to us. That wouldn't surprise me, actually, yeah. Because we signed him in the January on loan. I remember watching. He did all right for a game or so. The amount of times that bastard would run and then just lose it or just not pass it and you just like, oh my God, who is this guy? Like... <laughs> Always thought his attitude sunk, uh, really um, sank whenever he played for us as well. He never really gave you the impression that he really cared. And that, that might be down to him just being a loan player and he thought he was maybe too big to go on loan to a championship side back then. But I just thought his attitude stunk. And um, it, it, I guess he's gone on to have a decent career as and he's represented England and that and played for Spurs and but, but yeah, I've never really particularly liked him. But yeah, thank you, Jamie, for coming on tonight. I really appreciate you coming on and chatting everything Birmingham City. And you've, you're top of our prediction league now. And not prediction league, play for both. So I'm going to create a graphic tomorrow and I'll put you top of the tree. Um, so what we're going to do is every preview show this season, we're going to get um, the opposition to play this game. And we'll see if you'll remain top come the end of the season. Um, three is to beat. So we'll see what happens. Um, but at least you're not going to finish bottom. That is dedicated to the Sky Blue Hub for Coventry City. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jamie, thank you for coming on today, mate. Really appreciate it. His internet says otherwise. <laughs> That's Birmingham for you. Yeah. So I, I know what's going on. I'm meant to have really good insight in this house and it keeps like, coming in and out. Like, it's really annoying me. So the one starts playing up is when I'm maybe on a podcast. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're all good. <laughs> I 
There we go. There we go. Jamie's there. Um, thank you, Jamie, for joining us. I really appreciate it. It was good to get a perspective on Birmingham City, uh, especially after their takeover, Mike, as well. Um, good to hear what he's had to say about the new owner, Johnny Eustace, talking about the new signings, um, and then to get the score prediction and then to play our game at the end of the pod as well. Um, I know you've spoken a little bit about the game, but what are you really expecting from Birmingham this weekend? It's definitely going to be a tough game, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, probably one of the tougher games we've had so far this season. Um, you know, the spirits are high in the camp. And uh, like I said to Jay, I, I don't want to sound like a, a broken record, but their fans, they're prepared to be, you know, sort of wowed by their fans because they create some good noise even when they're in shit situations. So the fact that they're sitting fourth in the league and, not lost a game yet and spirits are high, um, they're, they're going to really pat that away and now and, you know, they're going to get behind their team regardless of the result. So, yeah, look, at the end of the day, Ben, like, it's frustrating how inconsistent we've been or I don't even know if you can call it inconsistent, but something's not quite clicking yet, but I still think that we're playing the right way. We just need to take those chances and hopefully Rojovic is full of confidence and, um, I just think that you know, at home we we look we look a lot different at home, uh, and maybe that's where we can catch Blues sort of napping a bit. And uh, yeah, I, I'm under no illusion it's going to be a really tough game this uh, this Saturday. But I've just yeah, little part of me saying right one nil win, and uh, I, that'll do me to be honest. What what about yourself? What are you expecting from from Birmingham? Yeah, I think I said it in like the, the score prediction, but yeah, I think it's just going to be a difficult game. It's definitely going to br- just make it uncomfortable for Watford. It's not going to be an easy game. It's not like we're going to turn up and expect to roll over Birmingham City. I've had a fantastic start under John Eustace, been backed in the transfer market, and and the signings have hit the ground running. Um, um, Jason Stansfield scored a couple of goals already on loan from Fulham and he looks a quality number nine striker but then Bellier's way I think he's been one of the most foul players in the championship and completed the most dribbles in the championship as well so he's definitely one to watch out for a weekend and I've always had my eye on him because when he was at Peterborough he just had something special and Peterborough they've been known for it to pluck these gems out of like out of nowhere and bring them on, give them game time, give them that experience and then they go on to that higher level. Um, so Peterborough have been renowned for it and Dembele was the next big name out of them and he, he, he scares the life out of me, if I'm totally honest. I think if, if anything's going to happen for Birmingham, it's, it's all going to come through him. Um, but I am looking forward to the game. It'll be good to get back to Vic after this Um Boring international break. Um, if anyone's watching, if anyone cares, England are 2 0 up at half time against Scotland. Um, I couldn't really care too much. Um, I just, uh, hopefully, Porteous is having a good game um, and it will be a good experience for him playing up against Harry Kane to bring back to Vicarage Road. Um, so yeah. let us know in the comments how Porteous is getting on if anyone is watching and if anyone does care. Um, but yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there, though, Mike. Um, so we'll be back Sunday to um, do a review of the Birmingham City game. It's a busy week for the Voices of Vic, actually. So we're, we're, we're having a busy week for Watford, of course. We're, we're playing um, Birmingham City Saturday. 
Then Tuesday night at the Vic, we got West Bromwich Albion. And then Saturday, we're away to Leeds United. So three big games in seven days. Um, so we're not going to let our standards slip. We're going to give you a review for the Birmingham game. We're going to do a preview for the West Brom game. We will then do a review and preview of a West Brom game and a Leeds United game on the Wednesday. And then on the Sunday evening, we'll do a review of a Leeds United game. And then I need to lie down because this is getting too much. Um, but yeah, we've had a little bit of um, time to ourselves to recharge with batteries. Mike was back with Joe Thomas during uh, the international break and did a fantastic job in interviewing ex Watford player Anthony McNamee. If you haven't checked it out yet, head over to our YouTube page and have a look at it. Um, apologies if the volume's a little bit low on Anthony's side. I think there's some connection um, issues, but you can still hear him. Just turn up your volume um, and, and you'll be able to hear him. But it's a really insightful interview. He talks about um, how he joined Watford. Basically, uh, he was playing five side, six side football, and then he ended up playing, um, got signed for Watford at 16. He talked about Ray Lewinson, not really fast and then not letting him join up with the under-18 squad. And then he talks about promotion under A.D. Bifroyd and all the um, big characters in the dressing room. So it's a really interesting one. And he talks about that goal at West Ham away in the FA Cup game as well. Um, so if you haven't catched up with it yet, make sure you, you watch it. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page as well. We're hoping to do more X player interviews soon and um, hopefully we get some more guests on as well um there was a guest we had on not so long ago and we're hoping to get him back on for a second episode as well but i'm not going to reveal a name just yet in case it goes tits up um but yeah we'll be back sunday with a preview and a review of the Birmingham City game. Um, so join us then. Hit that notification button so you can see when we go live. Um, so hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and we'll be back on Sunday. Come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.